Continuing our focus on the Beit Hamigdash, it's going to be a bit of a shift now, because as we move into Halacha 8, we're not going to be speaking about the awe that is due the actual Migdash, but now we're going to be speaking about the broader area of Yerushalayim, which we haven't really done yet. And it's very important for us to note that at this point, the Rambam is introducing the following halacha with the words, Bizman sheyiyeh hamigdush banay. He doesn't say what was. He says, here's what's going to be. At present, we are required to revere, to respect, and to hold the sacred site of the Beit HaMikdash, although the sanctuary isn't standing, in the highest of esteem. We have to be in a state of awe, we're required to be on the best of our behavior. Now around Yerushalayim, areas from which you can see the Temple Mount, at present, as we will see, there is no such halacha. However, when the Migdash will be rebuilt speedily and in our days, that a person is not permitted to be frivolous already from the area of what is today called Mount Scopus. The word tsofim comes from the word tsofeh, which means to see from a distance, to look into the distance. It could have a connotation of a vision or a sentry who is placed at a high, high vantage point that allows him to see what others don't. And the reason we talk about Mount Scopus is actually not specific to Mount Scopus because the truth is that anywhere around Yerushalayim, which is closer to the scrimmage of its sanctity, than Mount Scopus would be included in this prohibition. Mount Scopus represents the outer scrimmage, the furthest area. The furthest area away from the base Hamigdash, what you would call panorama. So, Shehu Chutz Lirushalayim. Ramam tells you, Mount Scopus is definitely outside the city of Yerushalayim. So, anywhere from Tsofim, which is outside of Yerushalayim, Ulefnim, anywhere inside of that, a person is not permitted to behave in a frivolous fashion. Now, does that mean everybody walks around Yerushalayim with a long face? Does that mean everybody is always in a state of seriousness and never gets lightheaded or silly? So the Rambam says there's an important qualification to make. But before we go into that qualification, I do want to point out that the reason we emphasize Mount Scopus is because it was a mountain and because it's high and because there's a direct line of vision to the area of the actual Beit HaMikdash. And that's really what this is about. Earlier we talked about the Eastern Gate, or Shar Nikonur. So the question was, in the Beis HaMikdash proper, on the Harabayas, outside of the Harabayas. But if I'm all the way up at Mount Scopus, looking down at the area where the Beit HaMikdash once stood, even if I can only approximate, then this prohibition of frivolity does not apply. However, Rambam says, the condition to this added measure of seriousness, of awe and respect, that incorporates even the outer reaches of the city, like Mount Scopus, 
That's with the proviso. And the proviso is that you're actually able to see the Beis HaMikdash. So the Gemara in Barachas tells us that Mount Scopus is the most distant place outside Yerushalayim where the Beit HaMikdash was in a natural line of vision. Because of its height, because of the way it was positioned, just due east of the actual Beis HaMikdash, you could see the Beis HaMikdash from there. Now from what they call today Armon Hanetziv, which is where the governor of Yerushalayim had his palatial uh, residence, or from any of the other areas that are closer, you know, like the uh, observation points that they have today outside Yerushalayim, it goes without saying that this halacha would apply. The point is Mount Scopus was the outer reach. But what, however, the proviso is, it's only when you can see the Beis HaMikdash. That is to say, Gader. There's no fence, no barrier, no wall. That's mafsik. I don't think a chain link fence is going to help you. But if there is a fence, the fence in the time of the Rambam was a fence that was something you couldn't see through. If there is, is a, not just simple lattice work, but a real barrier that doesn't allow you to see the Beis HaMikdash, which towered above the city of Yerushalayim, so then this halacha does not apply. Now, very interestingly, the point that's being made over here is not only a fence, but this would also, as the Teisvis says in that very same source in Mesechet Brachot, which we mentioned a moment ago on page 61, the Teisvis says that if it's a Mokim Namuch, if it's a low area or a low land, and the low area, for whatever reason, doesn't have a direct line of vision to the Beis HaMikdash, then that too would be exempt from this halacha. Now, what is the Beis HaMikdash? If you see the Kotel, the outer retaining wall of the vastly expanded Temple Mount, does that count? The Teisva says no. It refers to specifically the Hechal and the Azara. The Hechal was an enormous structure, a hundred Amor high. And Amor is an inch and a half minimum. So it was an enormous, huge structure that could be seen significantly in, around, in and around most of Yerushalayim. And when you are in the city of Yerushalayim or outside of Yerushalayim, and you could actually see the Beis HaMikdash, there was a certain sense of seriousness that pervaded the way you behaved. Lightheadedness and frivility were a definite no. Of course, learning about this makes us only anticipate and yearn for the coming of Mashiach more. And so, as we approach Tisha B'av, and we're learning about the rebuilt Beis HaMikdash, we together echo and utter a prayer that our Kodesh Baruch Hu should soon return us our eyes should see our return to Zion. Zion in its organic form actually refers to the base on Migdash itself. May we merit to see this speedily in our days and hopefully this year before Tisha B'Av arrives. Amen. Thank you.